That intro music can only mean one thing, Dan. Of course, it's National Book Day. And which one should I select <laughs> off the show? Ah, see Spot Run. See how he runs, Dan. Forgot to put the Leonard Conan on in the <laughs> And that's a reference for only some of you out there. But if you get it, you get it. And this is the podcast for you. No, no, no. It's anime was not a mistake. But uh, we're back to our Sinister Six shit pot. <laughs> shit pile. Yeah. Again, yeah. Another, another special episode from us. As yeah. we promised, we're going to integrate these... Uh, sinister servings every, yeah. you know, few, few episodes, episodes or so. Yeah. Just for, for LARFs. For our sinister yeah. sanity. To the, stay the Dark insane. Wizard yeah. oh. has presented a raccoon pouch yeah. filled with bad movies, and we're going to have to randomly select mm-hmm. a few of them to watch. And so. you can see the Dark Wizard in this art for this episode. Yes, so finally. <laughs> now you can put a face to the name. The fans have been begging <laughs> yeah. for, for ten years now, so... Or eight years, I should say. So. The powers of artistry and animation, he has emerged at last... Um, um, before we begin, though, we have a lot of news this week. We it do. was a big week for anime, video games, joy, and such. So, Dan, I talk too much. You start us off this week. Okay, the uh, piece of news that I will start with, mm-hmm. um, saw Mortal Kombat, yeah. or watched it on HBO Max, and as with the general consensus that I've seen, it was pretty okay. Mm. It was, it was enjoyable, it, it... You know, all the characters were represented nicely. It didn't take itself too seriously, but it, it didn't like, I you know it. It was still it, bloody it, and gruesome. Yeah, it leaned yeah. into the same theatrics as any like video game movie would, mm-hmm. but it it didn't. It was like the right blend of dark and and levity. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I mean, I because I saw it trending the day it came out, and I'm like, oh no, what you know, did, did it did it end up being garbage? And everyone was fairly positive about it. and i watched yeah. it and it was it was an enjoyable romp i i, I don't know a ton about mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. like you know sadly tragically even the only fighting game i've ever really indulged in don't has been smash Bros. is smash it's yes a party game not a fighting game with uh you know <laughs> well yes uh, but uh mascot fight or whatever you know aside from you know, the occasional anime-inspired arena fighter type mm. thing. Those, those are the only ones I ever dabbled in. But We threw um, some One Piece characters in there. I bet you be all over that. With that well, that, was, that wasn't that Jump Force, mm. and that was... Uh, Great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, and of the two of them, I've always 
liked Street Fighter from an outsider mm-hmm. perspective because I love the character designs, but Mortal Kombat has also always mm-hmm. had, like, its cast of cool characters, and they're all represented, I think, faithfully here. Mm-hmm. And it again, it's, you know, it you start watching it, and there's points that might cause concern, like it's... Uh, similar to the the Hell the original Hellboy movie, uh, it it inserts like a an OC, you know, non-canon protagonist in mm-hmm. there. But despite the usual risk of doing that, he works. He has like a power <laughs> set that would make sense in Mortal Kombat. I think like mm-hmm. he has you know if he was in the game, you could see what his shtick would be. Mm-hmm. Um, all the folks are there. Sub Zero, uh, Scorpion, <laughs> wow. Raiden—they're they're, all—they're all there, and it's—it's it's kind of like they're—they're um, they're getting better with these video game movies. Hmm. Like I—I I mean, I don't think I—I don't—I don't think it would—it uh, would qualify as like a perfect movie because it—it definitely skips from plot points really fast, and it varies how much you know each of the characters, you know, how much screen time they yeah. get, and it did have like a. A, a you know a lengthy maybe messy production mm-hmm. like I think way back in the day the guy who made those Mortal Kombat short films online mm-hmm. was going to direct it but then he left at some point and then uh, someone else was brought in who who gave us this this final product um, you know and and even things like the the OC main character were studio mandates. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of those plot elements shifted around, like, not everyone's there. Like, Johnny Cage isn't there. He's yeah. teased. He's coming in the next one, apparently, mm. if they get a next one. I think they will. But, um, I enjoyed it. It's yeah. it's just, uh, it, it's just an enjoyable little thing. And it gives me hope that some of these other, you know, fighting game, fr- or even just, you know, just general video game franchises can get the TLC necessary yeah. to get good adaptations. Did because... you see that they're uh, filming Sonic 2? <laughs> <laughs> with stunt, yes, I did. Yeah, <laughs> stunt <laughs> models. <laughs> Knuckles look good. <laughs> yeah, and they all spin dash. They all spin dash. I'm very happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm t- maybe you're right with this video game trend. Maybe they're doing it better. Yeah, mm. that's except the for the Monster Hunter movie, which we can't speak of. Yeah, no, I forgot that even awful. happened. Yeah, um, it came out. It's out, and it did poorly. Yep. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no. I I mean, again, it. it I, my hope is that someday we might get like a, a Kingdom Hearts franchise. Yes. Well, yeah. But again, also another crack at a Street Fighter movie. Mm. I mean, obviously, people hold... Well, we the... had that original Mortal Kombat with David Carradine, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there there were actually two of those, I think. Yeah. And then they canceled the third one, and then we got a break until this one happened. Um, but another crack at a Street Fighter movie, I think, would be cool, too. If, yeah. it, if it embodies the, the look and the style of the game the way this Mortal Kombat movie does for its game, then, yeah, I'd be on board for that. Mm. So, why not? Mm. Um, I guess I'll start with video games this week. There were a lot of video games announced for me, being two whole video games for me, Dan, mm-hmm. just for me. The first is The Great Ace Attorney, the prequel series to the Ace Attorney franchise, is finally making its way westward. And I'm excited because we get to meet Herlock Sholmes. Yes. <laughs> Taking yeah. the internet by storm. <laughs> do we fill in for our unaware listeners why they have to do that? Well, is it because it's not, Arthur Cannon Doyle isn't in the... Like, we can't use that character, or... We, uh, people are not allowed to use any adaptation or version of Sherlock Holmes Mm. where he shows emotion. Wow. Like, because according to the Conan Doyle estate, that... He didn't start to show, (laughs) I guess, vulnerability until the later books, which are still not... Which are not in the public domain Mm. yet. The original ones are... 
but he was apparently emotionless in those books. Mm. So one of the the issues that they they ran into adapting it's too animated. Yeah. yeah, the the great Ace Attorney games is that oh you can't have a Sherlock Holmes who's like has a personality, which mm. is legitimately somehow that was ruled in their favor and that's been a consistent thing. So I never I, knew that before. Yeah. That's odd. So you're saying like the Robert Downey Jr. he wasn't showing emotion in that movie? No, those those I think were made with the official approval. Hmm. Yeah, it th- those were I think most of the main ones have gotten I remember we seeing that in the theaters, the second one, yeah. without me seeing the first. <laughs> yeah, and it <laughs> and I and, was just fine. It was a good movie. Well, because there was definitely, there was like a Sherlock craze there for yeah. a bit. Well, they had uh, Sherlock on the BBC with yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. And we know how that went. The so. video games are okay. They're hit or miss. Yeah. There's a lot of Sherlock video games out there, though. Yep. But, but yeah, no, like, I think it's it's just stopped other, like, companies from mm-hmm. making adaptations, like, or, you know, even people trying to to approach those the same way that they approach other public domain characters. So, mm. yeah. It's a, it's a weird little legal roadblock, but it's a thing, apparently. I never so. knew. Hopefully, when you write about my character, the same thing will happen. I'm going to slander you. <laughs> <laughs> Drag me through the mud. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do the Citizen Kane version of your mud. <laughs> there is a man. An asshole man. His name is Jonathan Kwiatkowski. Yay! Crap. Oh my Damn god. <laughs> I run the newspapers. <laughs> it would be Dan to be like, there will be blood me in the yeah. end, right? <laughs> That's how I get my comeuppance. <laughs> oh, but inevitably. Inevitably. Yeah, yeah, so I got that, and then out of nowhere, I thought this game was it, it's been teased, but it's been teased since 2019. Uh, Tales of Arise mm-hmm. is going to hit PS5. They had a collector's edition, which got me again, gal, because I'm a sucker for a figure of CD in an art book, even though the rest of the world gets so much more in that collector's edition compared to lowly us. Mm-hmm. I still bought it and shelled out the bucks. This is going to be my first Tales of game because I've heard nothing but hype. Um, I was waiting for them to remake or remaster Tales of Symphonia, which is apparently like my cup of tea. It has yeah. Lloyd Irving. Uh, big tentpole in the Tales franchise, apparently, but this is the next best thing, and it looks great. Like, it looks wonderful. All the RPG goodness is there. It's beautiful on the PS5 and graphics-wise. I'm going to pick it up, and this will be my new big RPG come fall. And that's kind of soon, given quarantine time doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. September is right around the corner, so... Yeah, I'm I'm excited nonetheless. And lastly, on my video games, which we can both talk about, is uh, Resident Evil got another demo and another tease, uh, further cementing Lady Dimitrescu as yes. me. Yes, yeah, we got a little puppet figure <laughs> head by like the Benvolio <laughs> Italian family. Yeah. We got creepy fishman. <laughs> yeah. I unfortunately didn't get to play the demo because of too the spooky. Other... I watched a let's play. Oh, <laughs> I'm, well... not, I'm not playing it, Dan. I'm gonna watch people play it for me. So yeah, things get me. I jump. <laughs> oh, but it's stupid. It's I, like I know it's, it's stupid, but the jump scares get me. You know, I mean, I enjoyed the first demo. I yeah. I completely forgot that the other demo was yesterday because of the other thing I got to report on later. But you know, I, I'm loving how it looks. Again, okay. I I started. Because I didn't realize they had seven up for free for mm-hmm. PS Plus people, so mm-hmm. I'm playing through that, so I know more about Ethan. Oh, I love it. <laughs> well, you know that Ethan's a non-character, and yeah. then in this game, he's just like, eh. but I, apparently they're going to expand upon that a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm excited you're into the Resident Evil franchise, so I can look over your shoulder and go, ooh. Yeah, well, I mean, I wouldn't say that, I mean, my familiarity with it always came 
through the the terrible live action movies. Oh, and, that's odd. And, and I <laughs> not even four the greatest video game ever. I, no, I never I never <gasps> dabbled in because well, that's I, what you code your next. But as but as I've said, up until recently, I didn't dabble in video games that were outside my usual wheelhouse mm-hmm. a lot. But steadily, I've been going back and attempting mm-hmm. to. So the the Resident Evil series seems to be up there because I I I love spoops. Yeah. Uh, as the showcasing of Spoopies previously, you know, I I love that shit. So, mm. and you know, yeah, it, it, it the seven is is genuinely creepy so oh, far. Yeah, yeah. So if if like Village maintains that, which I think it will, it'll be you know, it's gotten some it's gotten some uh, you know palpitations out of me. So <laughs> it's made me drop my controller. <laughs> Just. I don't like loud noises coming Throw out of the nowhere. popcorn up in the yeah. yeah. Just I mean, <laughs> I love the characters. I love the villains. I want them to win over stupid Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> Do their stupid zombie plan. You're gonna get eaten. Yeah. Ma'am, are you okay? <laughs> Where's my wife? <laughs> uh, Mia. <laughs> yep, but that's all the video games I have. I have anime on the docket, but yet again, I've talked too much, Dan. Let's switch this off. Um, the other thing was that Falcon and the Winter Soldier oh, concluded. Yes. Oh, uh, and Drag Race ended on the same day, and there's a TikTok going around on, like, the two different fan bases of humanity. It's the Drag Race and the Winter Soldier people. <laughs> we got a new, uh, uh, queen, drag queen queen for RuPaul's Drag Race mm-hmm. on the same day, and then we got a new Captain America. Yes. And I was like, well, this is the duality of Dan and Jonathan here. <laughs> you know, it is. Yeah. And, you know, and then that was true. He, <laughs> Sam finally steps into the mantle of Captain America. Mm. Uh, he, you know, uh, contrary to, I think, what a lot of people were assuming was going to happen, he, he doesn't get, like, superpowers or anything. He just, uh, he's given a new, uh, like, Captain America suit that kind of blends the Captain America look with his shield mm-hmm. and also wings. The Wakandans build that for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and fun fact... The, uh, Anthony Mackie being a fan of, you know, the Falcon... Is he related, any relation to Bob Mackie, the costume designer? I don't know, but, uh, the... There's a uh, cultured joke there, audience. He, uh, <laughs> not on this episode, you're not. Well, Dan um, decided to develop a spine this week and tried to read me, which sent me into a depressive <laughs> spiral. Oh. <laughs> At last. Um... <laughs> But uh, when he was first cast as the Falcon, he requested that, you know, the Falcon be given kind of uh, a costume more similar to his comic book appearance, which had red and white as its predominant colors. Mm -hmm. And in order to suit, like, the realistic military tech look of the older Marvel movies, he, you know, he he didn't get that. Mm -hmm. But with this new Captain America suit, it literally has, like, the white outlines Mm -hmm. and literally, you know, the the same overall look as his, you know, iconic Falcon costume. So it's kind of come full circle. It it was, uh, I don't know, it was was a great series. That's what I I hear people saying about it. People, I don't know, like, I, I didn't personally feel it, but people seem to not be happy with how these Marvel shows end, usually. Like, I mean, like, it's a show. Have they ever seen a television show before? Well, I, I mean... I, Wanda... I've been seeing people clamoring for WandaVision Season 2, and it's like, it doesn't make sense. No, how would doesn't. they even do that? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, see, a Season 2 of this could make sense, but apparently they're doing a movie. Yeah. That's which, what the rule is. That's where I would feel what the next step would be, right? Yeah. Like, so it, it it's... Uh, I mean... the. The consensus that I see going around is that both of these shows have lost some momentum as they they reach the end. Mm. Um, I I know that that WandaVision annoyed people with the the 
dick boner joke what like the uh um evan peters character yes. was quicksilver yeah he was he ended up not being that quicksilver that quicksilver yeah. and i thought that was like that's what i assumed was going to happen i, I yeah i thought they were to tie together universes but it's fine but yeah. again i i argued against that because i don't want the 20th century fox x-men to go anywhere near mm. this this world <laughs> but you know that's a discussion for another day but that seemed to drop off, and then people seemed not completely satisfied with this this Winter Soldier ending. And I and I don't and I I you know to each their own. I don't. Um, I, I mean, maybe it's it's just like in the grand scheme of things, people expect each of these Marvel properties to lead into the next thing perfectly. Hmm. And if it doesn't, then it kind of you know. But I, I would assume in a non-COVID timeline these would be more spaced out and they would be supplemented by movies too. Mm. So I, I don't know. It, it, I don't know if that's like a, a trend that these shows are at risk of. I, th I think the next one is Loki that's coming up. Um, and then I think we're due for like Miss Marvel and She-Hulk movies mm -hmm. and Moon Knight with yeah. Oscar Moon Isaac. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I, you know, yeah. I, I, I just hope that the momentum keeps going and that they keep, I, I've Giving thoroughly enjoyed all of these. Yeah. 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 Well, it's been quality so far, so I mean, nothing too apprehensive yet yeah. for me, at least in my wheelhouse. Um, but you enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. Shall I change the conversation over to anime? Of course. Well, Dan, we did it. After 111 episodes, you finally got me addicted to anime yet again. Was the whole thing of this podcast. <laughs> I know it was a long plan, but we did. Um, I've been watching a few back-to-back, -back, including Jujutsu Kaisen, mm -hmm. uh, The World Ends With You, the animation. I'm going to keep that on the back burner and focus on the ones, because I have eight here, but I'm going to focus on, like, two of them that I've gotten through the majority of yes. and caught up on. Um, the one that I'm going to start with is called Odd, Ta Odd Taxi, all capitals. Um, and it tells the story, it's kind of like Beast Wars, but it's in a chibi-style animation with, like, this walrus taxi driver who gets uh, uh, caught up in a kidnapping slash murder slash drug deal. Mm -hmm. And it's animated like a cutesy version of Beast Stars. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. with serious plot elements going on behind the scenes. Okay. And part of me is thinking, like, are these actual human characters? But is there something up with, like, the main character's uh, mind that makes him perceive people as animals? Mm -hmm. There, There's a whole tangent on a Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> like, I like the way it sounds in my mouth. It's, it's a comedy, yeah. but yeah. it's framed in, like, a dramatic sort of way that i think would be intriguing for audiences oh. and it's new and fresh it's only on episode four right now um i'm watching it as it goes along but it, it just took my notice because yeah. i i like beast stars but this is a, a different flavor than beast stars mm -hmm. and i like the serious tones blended with this uh, comedic we're all animals in this zootopia-esque world yeah and you know when we say zootopia grant hears it across the nation and wants to <laughs> jump on board <laughs> The bell's been rung. <laughs> Moment of silence. Um, and then the one that's been taking the majority of my time, being that I watched 14 episodes, and there are 14 episodes available, or 16 episodes available. I watched all the episodes that were on Crunchyroll, mm -hmm. as of now, and apparently the first season's gonna have 24 episodes. It's, so I'm a spider, so what? Of and this <laughs> has taken my heart, because it's an isekai series, which is like, I'm in a fantasy video game. And it's not Sword Art Online. I can't stand that anime, at least the first two seasons of that, that that trash but uh this presents this tale is if jonathan was reincarnated in a different world as a spider and realizes that he's an rpg character and gets to min max all the stats mm -hmm. and then simultaneously so there's an explosion at a school 
And uh, the one nerd in class, apparently, even though, like, the story could twist and turn. They're presenting a lot of twists back to back to back to back. And it's based off a manga slash light novel series. Um, this one girl gets reincarnated as a spider and all her classmates get reincarnated as prince and princesses and all the different human type classes in this RPG world. Mm-hmm. And she's been, been reincarnated there 15 years prior to the events of what's happening in that separate timeline. So we get two timelines going simultaneously about her building her stats in this dungeon as a monster spider. And then the other people growing up in this RPG universe and the way they perceive this spider when they meet up is totally different from, like, her quirky comedic character. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh my god, it's a spider demon, and look yeah. at all those stats and skills it has. Yeah. And meanwhile, she's just like, oh, if I beat these people, I'll level up, and what's gonna go on? But it is hilarious. Um, a lot of people have complained that it, they're, they do use 3D animation. I think this is the same team that directed the new Berserk, which had awful 3D. Famously, yeah. But it's much more improved than that because yeah. uh, the the new berserk i couldn't stand that 3d animation this is fine and the characters are quirky like i've never been invested in an anime in so long mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just something funny and light that can turn serious and you know i love that serious dark turn um in my anime i highly recommend it i think it's a Crunchyroll original so but I, it's on yeah, it's yeah. on a lot of stuff though um i would recommend it it's it's just got me back into like quirky rpg-esque video game style anime well yeah i mean we've mentioned but that the you know the isekai genre has kind of like exploded in the past couple years Mm -hmm. like it seems to be the one of the hotter things to do at the moment so yep Yep. and uh as of today dan big bomb dropped for me lo and behold i went to twitter and what did i see for the madoka 10th and 15th 10th I don't remember. It's been a long time. Mm. Anniversary, but they're making a fourth movie. Man. <laughs> and I cried. I I like dropped the phone. I was like, Dan, Dan, this can't be. But finally, after eight years of waiting, I'm going to get more Maduka. And I'm sure my heart will be broken. Uh, there's that series that's $115 on uh, Aniplex right now mm-hmm. um, that I'm not going to buy. It was not as good as the movies. This is the storyline I wanted. Yeah. And I finally get 10, so it will be coming to you at the earliest opportunity. <laughs> no, but it's awesome that you're getting closure after that amount well, of time. It, I don't well, know not, it's not closure, yeah, not closure. No, I mean, yeah. like a like yeah. a continuation. Yeah. yeah, you know. I need to know what Mabdoka and Hamaru are doing. <laughs> a sign of life, I suppose. Yeah. So. Maguka is Maduka, Dan. <laughs> and Maguka is suffering. <laughs> well, yeah, and then they're putting out like a soundtrack for well, it. And and the soundtracks are getting an official release, which is great. You know. Yeah. I'm I'm happy, Dan. It was a good week for me. I mean, were there rumors about that, or was it? It was the 10th anniversary, but they've been like, "Oh, here's some artwork. Oh, here's this thing." And then they had a live stream like four hours ago, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Here, here's what you really want." And it's what we really wanted, Dan, <laughs> for once. And they got all the voice casts back. They got the original writers coming back. It's gonna yeah. be some dark shit. I love it. Of course, I want it. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's all I have to talk about in anime regards, but I have been watching anime. Yeah, no, I, I mean... I, You're welcome. Man. As we, you know, we're starting this new post-100 straight, we're trying to look for a lot of things to yeah. bring to the table. Closure. Maybe even some old faves back, too. Um, but on that note, I, of course, went yesterday and saw uh, Demon Slayer Mugen Train. You rented out the theater, Dan. 
What was well, that yeah, like? Well, people eventually showed oh, up, okay. um, and and uh, you know they did show up like right before the movie well, started. Dad shows but... me a snap of an empty theater. And I went, oh, Mister Daddy, big bucks. I, over I here. was <laughs> I was so close, yeah. so close. Um, but it, it was it was excellent. Mm. It, and this movie, I want to you know, uh, which to your liking, the, the the title translates to Infinity Train. Uh, oh. So I it's, think it's a, a side note. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> You know, just to restate for everyone what this movie has done so far, it has grossed over $444 million worldwide. Even Matt Cabrera has taken notice. Yeah. He goes, uh, well, this is your... <laughs> yeah, no, he, he texts me, I'm like, Madoka's back. And Matt's like, I don't know what that is, but this is apparently your uh, train thing from Demon Slayer. I'm yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> if it's on Matt Cabrera's radar, then... The world must know. <laughs> Uh, but it is the second highest grossing film of 2020. Oh my god. Uh, making it uh, the first Japanese film and the first anime film to reach the milestone of 400 million worldwide wow. uh, ever. Uh, it also set multiple box office records, including the highest grossing film of all time in Japan. Oh my god. Uh, the highest grossing anime film of all time and the highest grossing Japanese film of all time. I'm gonna have to watch the series, aren't I? Um, <laughs> you know, and due to its success, it was, it was submitted for Best Animated Feature Film for the 93rd Academy Awards. Which are tonight. But it's not on that list. Um. I don't know. It was submitted like oh, okay. for consideration, so but it wasn't, you know. Um, Unfortunately. Uh, but but no, it, it is, you know, people, uh, I, I think especially fans in Japan have joked that this movie, like, saved their film industry over there. Mm. Like, it... it you know, was a dynamo of, of money-making. Wow. Um, and especially with the pandemic and, and the, the risk of a lot of film industries, you know, just, just being at risk mm-hmm. from all of this, this Demon Slayer movie came along and chugging along, and it fucking, it, it, it has, you know, revitalized that That's great. industry for now. Yeah. It's come over here, like, when I... Uh, went to get tickets for it. I saw like an early matinee showing of it, mm-hmm. um, and there were a fair number of people in that theater yeah. by the time the movie started. But the other version, uh, the 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 subbed version, which I wasn't able to get tickets to, was mm. sold out. Wow. Um, you know, so I don't I don't know if that was um, what the status of that was for like that specific showtime, or if that was you know. But when I tried to get like an evening showing for like Friday. Those were sold out. Well, was it at the Cranford Theater? No. Oh, okay. It was a big one. Okay. So it, it <laughs> um, so it it is again. I will be bringing the series to the table. I need to someday. watch it. So it is excellent. Mm-hmm. Just visually, the way the techniques are represented is just astounding. It blends three D animation in there really well. Mm. Uh, sometimes, if the action calls for it, the character models will switch over to three D. But it's it's I would say borderline seamless when they do that, mm. and it's it's used sparingly enough that you don't even notice. Um, and it, I mean, this movie itself was was just was great. It, yeah. it, I mean, it's it, it's one of those things where it is adapted from an arc of the manga. Apparently, like there is a, a Mugen Train story arc in the manga, and this kind of adapts all of that. So you're not going to go into this kind of like a One Piece movie where mm-hmm. it's like a, a like one-off. a non-canon yeah. one-off. Like this is 
it picks up where the show, the first season of the show ended, okay. and it ends in such a way that it's going to be directly continued by season two. Cool. Um, and as such, it, you know, it has plot elements that you wouldn't expect from an anime movie, like it has the main crux of the action, and when the big bad of the movie is defeated, something else comes along, <sighs> which might, you know... Again, might take like a cinema sins person, like like eh, or another, but it is part of the manga plot and it adapts it faithfully. Mm. Um, the fight scenes are incredible. Again, there there is a fight scene near the end of the movie uh, with the way that it, you know the fluidity of the animation and the way the impacts were, were rendered and stuff. It reminded me of uh, the fights in some of Hasoda's movies, mm. like Summer Wars and the. Like the boy, the and, the boy beast. and the beast, uh, just like you know, grand scale, be- beautifully, yeah. beautifully animated. Um, and it's dark. Demon Slayer makes no, you know, has no qualms with with getting to dark levels, mm-hmm. but it's always balanced out by some kind of levity. But you never underestimate like the the gravity of the situation that these mm-hmm. characters are in. So, and it does a great job of representing that. It, it does a great job of representing, like, power scaling and how far characters have come, how far they still have to go, and it, it's got heart. So, I I cannot recommend Demon Slayer enough. Uh, we will be showcasing it here mm-hmm. probably sooner rather than later. Yeah. But, you know, this, this movie, I, I'm just so glad that it's gotten the amount of, of attention that it has. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... Uh, I mean... Even if it's not going to win an Oscar or even get the nomination, like, it has clearly... Revitalized. Yeah. It's... Japan's movie. It's yeah. going down in history in its own way. That's so I, It's just awesome, so... Oh, if only I could have a piece of that coin, then. <laughs> if I could play the train. Well, mm, it is a fine train, <laughs> so... Chug-a-chug. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So, thorough recommendation from me, but inevitably we will... Yeah. We will cover that. It's next so. on my docket after Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to, like, blend too many together. You of know? course. But it's it's on there. It's been recommended to me enough by children and Dan. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so I must listen to the audience. Well, that's all I got to talk about. You got anything else? Uh, no, that's it for me. Do we have a tangent? It's fine if we don't. Uh, no, that was my... Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, revitalizing the anime industry. That yeah. deserves a tangent in itself. Well, Dan, it is the Sinister Six episode. Oh. oh. But mm-hmm. I do have I do have one, perhaps, addendum to oh. our Sinister Six format. Oh, my. Um, Instead of doing a tasting time, mm-hmm. perhaps at the end of this, we could... If we can think of them, we're not going to stress about it. Mm-hmm. If we can think of things... To recommend to the listeners that do what these Sinister Oof. Six movies are supposed to do, All but right. better. I'll try. <laughs> if, if we can. No, no if it's we a good can, idea. If anything comes to mind that, like, okay, if you want to see a good version of this, go... Yeah. Here. Well, I mean, yeah, part yeah. of me loves the bad movie-ness of it all. Just, what would be the equivalent of Popeye? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm just, it's just an idea. We could, if you, if you want to, if you want to watch something like this, but we've put you off it, yeah. then what can you go and seek out? And I would say instead of watching Popeye, eat a can of spinach instead. Just raw, right? Just out of raw. Yeah. It would be a better experience. Oh, I'd yeah. probably be more healthy. Yeah, less it would sensory take less overload. time. <laughs> yeah. That'd be my recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. And what about uh, Spookies? What would you recommend? Um, 
Muppets Treasure Island? Uh, <laughs> Previous well, watch on this podcast. <laughs> well, what could replace Spookies? You know, I would say, I mean, it's off. I, I like Spookies more than Meet the Feebles, but mm-hmm. it was giving me a Meet the Feebles vibe with the bad puppetry going yeah. on there. I don't know. There's like quirky, you know, 80s, 90s. Yeah, like Critters. Critters. Critters is, Tremors. is a cult classic. Yeah, yeah Tremors. Yeah, everyone loves Tremors. Yeah. There is actually, if I have to think of, of, a, of a replacement for Spookies, um, I, it was one of the ones that I was going to bring to the table and then Spookies won out its mm. slot. It eked it out. Because uh, it's a film called The Boogan and mm. it was made around the same time and... Like, I didn't end up bringing it because it actually did okay. Like, it was... I think it made a little bit of money and critics were mostly pleased with it. It was just a very under-budget horror movie Mm -hmm. where, like, a group of people are in a house and they're besieged by this little puppet monster that... To our reference, it looks like a little Suchinoko, Mm -hmm. like a Dunsparce type thing. But it was supposed to be the Boogan. And the puppet is actually pretty nicely made yeah again they were doing it shoestring budget and you know that's another puppet in a house movie mm. that apparently did an okay job like it's it's seen as like uh, okay this movie did a lot with not a lot to work with mm. so perhaps that one i mean yeah. that's a great that's a great thing to consider what yeah. would we watch instead of these movies what yeah. would we recommend i mean part of us like i said likes the bad movie but no what, of course the, yeah. what would be the positive outcome for this no i like that idea yeah. I'll, I'll dwell on it as we watch this film if you if you want to do like a like a a wine tasting of oh. these types of movies yeah. then like you you know because we love bad movies but not everyone loves bad movies so oh. if you don't want to yeah. then you know Mm. You can maybe do one, then the other. Yeah. See, c- compare and contrast. Mm. Like yeah. that. So just a recap of what The Sinister Six entails before we begin. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sinister Six is where Dan and I present six movies ranging from so bad it's good to just plain awful and watch them with very minimal notes, commentary on the fly. Uh, ranges vary in taste or lack thereof. Choices pulled at random from the bad movie bag, bad movie beret, bad mm-hmm. movie hat, whatever we dubbed it. Uh, by the other, no revealing picks until all are chosen, so genuine reactions, choose and suffer. Yes, <laughs> that's the main gist of it. Dan, as you look to the table in front of you, the bad movie beret sits before you. Mm-hmm. I want you to really ponder. I know what Dan's going to pick because fate has already decided in my mind. But as I said, my choices are classy, trashy, and cheesy. So it still stands. Popeye was the last classy pick. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but nothing's as bad in that bag as Popeye was. <laughs> I'm shaking up the bag here. All right, and Let's don't see. go by feel, go by your heart. <laughs> He's drawing. What will it be? <gasps> oh, I know it already. There's too many folds. Troll 2? Oh, thank God! Troll 2! <laughs> you picked the Dan movie. Oh! Crapshus day, Kalu Kale. I'm so happy. Yes, we are watching Troll 2. Oh my god. Uh, an infamous bad movie. The first one that I wanted Dan to pick after so long. And now the time has finally come. Yes, gaze at the Blu-rayness of it all. Um, this is the drawing board slash the alley out back. It's a very minimal note session. Troll 2 actually has the least amount of notes for any of the movie uh, that I chose. So this is 
good. Troll 2 is a 1990 horror comedy. It was directed by Claudio Fragrasso, an Italian, and it shows because yes. it is very uh, spaghetti western style overdubbing. Mm-hmm. No one really knows what's going on. Um, the first title for this film was Goblins, and American producers were afraid that it would flub, so they gave it an unofficial sequel to a movie that has no association with this film. Which was a common thing. They yep. did that with one of the Night of the Living Dead movies. It was like Zombie 2. Mm-hmm. You know, they just made random zombie movies and pretended that they were sequels to other movies. So, yes. <laughs> so this is based or a continuation unofficially of the 1986 film Troll. There are no connections and there are no trolls in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, the Italian crew with an English cast... They couldn't understand one another. No one spoke the opposite language. So it must have been a picnic on set. Um, Express... Oh, the movie was designed to express the director's frustrations towards vegetarianism. That's an interesting take. (laughs) Um, It's probably the most famous worst movie in history. It has a huge cult following. And have you seen this before or no? I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I've never sat down and watched oh, the entire you're thing. you're in so. for a treat, yeah. Dan. There's popcorn witches. There's people turning into plants. Yeah, I, I only know it there's through... There's sinister green sweets. <laughs> like, the the memes and the reputation. Oh. And I also... Uh, like, I've seen the thing where the director went to a, like, mockery screening mm-hmm. of it. And he was taken aback by people finding it funny. Yeah. So he was like, I I thought it was it was excellent. So. Oh, it's excellent in a way, Dan. Yeah. I think you're going to thoroughly enjoy it. And of course, Cringe Corner. What cringes can we suspect to come from this movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, there are real mental patients involved <laughs> that oh were cast. Oh dear. Um, the acting, in quotes, if you can call it that. Uh, vegetarians, popcorn, grandpas from hell, and food in general. <laughs> These are some cringes that you can expect along our viewing. Is, is this movie Garbage Day? No, that's um. This isn't Garbage Day. Okay, yeah, it, that's another one. <laughs> that is another movie. Uh, but uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It escapes me though. It's garbage. It's garbage day. day. <laughs> that's like Ice Cream Man. No, oh, that's it's one of those. Me. It's one I'll of those. I have to research but... it in this. But of course, you haven't seen this before. Um, I've seen this a couple of times, and when we first thought of the Sinister Six, this was the first movie that I picked out. I was like, "Well, it can't be a Sinister Six without trolls." Ooh, no, right. this is this is excellent. Yeah. This is. I'm gonna have to step up my rotation. Yeah, I'm gonna well, have to. The, well, Dan, compared to the other two, you dodged <laughs> a bullet this week. So let's not count our chickens before they hatch. <laughs> well. Without further ado, Dan, would you like a piece of green pie? <laughs> I think I should say no, but I don't think I have a choice. You're so hungry. Mm-hmm. That well, damn dark wizard. Dan, I hope you sampled some homemade Nilbog ice cream. <laughs> Every time I know what the obvious, uh, you know, the Nilbog, the 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 you know mm-hmm. subtle 
reveal that's coming with that name, but every time I think you're going to say Neil Breen, um, which, which also which makes sense. Which could be a pick on this uh, Sinister Six. So. Just saying, yeah. Um, but we just watched Troll 2, Dan, for the first time in its entirety. What did you think, Dan? This is a a quality bad movie. Mm. As much of uh, an oxymoron as that is, this is this is one of the greats yeah. in terms of that um, selection. Famous the world over. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, I can see why this has become the kind of hit that it has. It's it's definitely great to watch with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how much enjoyment you would derive from it just by yourself, but you know. Mm. I, Watching Dan experience this. Yeah, you gotta... Counting the times his soul left his body. You gotta put other people through it, I think. So it's... But that's what we strive for with these Sinister Six episodes, Mm -hmm. so... That's the point. That's you, the you did say you have to dig deeper now. The suffering is the point. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> Maguka is Maduka. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it, this is just a movie that I've enjoyed. I mean, I did watch this the first time alone, mm-hmm. but after pressure from so many other people, and I'm glad I finally get to experience it with someone else mm-hmm. who hasn't seen it in its entirety. I just love it because it's camp. This is that cheesy, or I should have said corny pick. (laughs) Corn features prominently in this movie. Um, But it just fills all the voids for the Sinister Six. And I thought that this was what was going to start us off if the fates had aligned. But Dan just happened to choose Popeye in the last episode. No, this is this is like the the pinnacle of Sinister Six. Again, it's made me recalculate what I should put in the raccoon pouch for future episode. Because I gotta step it up. I gotta, you know. Just like Sonic. Because there's, there's trash, and then there's, you know, Treasure. bad-ish movies that might lean to boring. This was this was trash and entertaining. I don't so. know, I feel like it's on the same level as Spookies. We had a common wave. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, well, no, Spook- oh, yeah, yeah. but Spookies yeah. was like a trump card of mine, oh, okay. so, <laughs> yeah. Well, this was the Dan Ryan pleaser of the bunch, so, like I said, Dan dodged a bullet in Pekin. <laughs> uh, we also forgot to reveal the code name for this film, which was Double Decker Bologna Sandwich, which doesn't hit until the last five minutes or so, yes. but when it hits, it hits good, and it hits right. Yes. Yep. Uh, so with that, let's try to recap the plot, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> Please feel free to interrupt me, Dan. I need your opinions on some of things. Course. So we got a cold open straight out of MST3K with Peter Fairy Tale. Oh no, a very cold open because yeah. it it literally goes. I think the name and then it goes right into the movie, which yeah. I have never seen happen before. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it just fucking starts. Yep. It's got no time to waste. <laughs> it's not the Princess Bride. We get an old grandfather figure narrating a fairy tale to his young grandson, telling the tale of Peter trekking through the woods um, and discovering not uh, goblin, not trolls, but goblins. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Canonically. The reason why they couldn't just change that, I don't know. I'm sure it had something to do with the language barrier and the director's, you know, artistic intent. But I, I honestly don't, I mean... I'm sure there are purists out there who can mm-hmm. specify the difference between goblins and trolls. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why that line was drawn. I, <laughs> so. I honestly don't. I guess it was just to tack on to the original troll yeah. and then make it a sequel, but it's not connected in any way, shape, no. or form. So, um, Grandpa reveals that goblins don't need to justify their cruel acts. They just do what they want to. And then we get an iconic 80s chase sequence as Peter yeah. runs from the goblins. Very, like, anime synth 
music mm-hmm. to this uh were we on venus wars again yeah usually doesn't match what's <laughs> happening but it you know it's there so uh peter takes a tumble uh not doing so well in his gymnastics class and starts bleeding from the head and grandpa reveals that he lied there for a few hours until he was awoken by a beautiful sight a woman dead. with freckles drawn in pen on her face yeah yeah and peter had an instant boner and she offers him something to eat, some sustenance, being a vat of green slime. <laughs> and that's going to be recurring. The green food dye is going to be recurring, so... Yep. Uh. Uh, Peter eats this fucking goo, no questions asked, but it's doing trouble for his bowels a little bit later on. Yeah. And he comes to terms that uh, this woman was just a goblin in disguise. And he, unfortunately, succumbs to the goblin's trick where they have to feed you food in order to turn you into part plant to then eat you. Because you're more palatable that way. Some, but being. some people become goo. Some become goo. There's some, no rhyme or reason yeah, some become Some become plants, others become goo. Yeah. I don't... Uh, yeah. Yep. I don't know the specifics. <laughs> and then at this point... Dan's like, oh, this grandfather figure surely fought in a war because he's suffering some flashbacks. And I put down, what is Grandpa's vendetta towards goblins in the first place? Yeah, he's not. He's he's very serious about this. Yeah. Uh, but turns out, mm. Grandpa's dead. Grandpa is not alive because Joshua's mother comes in. She is startled to see him talking to himself. Ask, what's up, Joshua? Why are you hanging up? And he goes, it was Grandpa again. He was talking to me once more. Oh, Joshua. And the mom, classic character in this movie. Yeah. She is overacting. She yeah. is scared. Yeah. <laughs> she Creeps me out a little bit. So it, it uh, but this was, this was a legitimate twist at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like if, oh, if uh, like, like it's, you know, it, you don't expect, like, okay, this could be an interesting angle. He's, mm-hmm. you know, hallucinating that his grandfather's still around. Yep. But as it turns out, the uh, grandpa is force ghosting, so it's not the same thing. Yeah. It's not. It's not psychological. It's uh, uh, transcendental. Mm. So, grandma's a uh, grandpa. Seth has been dead for over six months. Dan, you went to the funeral. Yeah, get over this, <laughs> please. The, yeah, the mom <laughs> shuts off the light, closes the door, and then she uh, looks at her daughter Holly, who's fucking pumping iron. And I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, all right. They're sending Holly up to be a badass. Little did I know, Holly does nothing in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then I gotta note the Smurf playing volleyball statuette. Yeah, and all of the fucking copyright infringement in this film. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. tons. Yeah. But, uh, you know, again, I mean, you... Superman, Batman. You postulated because they didn't know one cared, but I, I, a modern movie wouldn't be able to get away with... Got the Looney Tunes in here, the killing joke. Yeah, it's... Well, yeah, but also, like, we're going around the sister's room, and there's, like, posters of Tom Cruise and Johnny Depp and mm-hmm. all these other hunks of the 90s and then there's also a smurf playing volleyball which i thought was a nice touch so. yeah. uh, but the mom just shakes her head and it, she goes downstairs to talk to her husband michael and husband michael has a game plan set <laughs> they're gonna go wife swap except their entire family is gonna swap to live with some people in the country as farmers off the land for a month well, yeah they're going to trade houses yeah. with a, a family in the country and i don't know if like you know, in the process of writing the script, the director heard of, like, foreign exchange programs and mm. thought, oh, people between states in America, like, <laughs> switch houses for fun? And then it's... I don't I don't know, but... Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we do I'm that. I'm saying I wouldn't last a week with the Ryan family. I, I don't no, know. <laughs> I, it's just... Yeah, but that's the premise of the movie, is that 
they're going to give their house to country folks, and then the country folks are going to live in their city folk house. Oh, oh God. <laughs> and the town is known as Neobog, and it has a population of 26. Yes. Including the presents who they're switching family roles with. Yes. Um, uh, Joshua is awoken in the night by some tapping at the window. It actually turns out to be a bunch of teenage hooligans, hooligans, boys. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, uh, goblins don't exist. Goblins don't exist. Yeah, he wet them. <laughs> yeah, he did wet them. Uh, this teenage boy, the leader, turns out to be Elliot, who is a boyfriend for Holly. But the way I read this is Elliot is not invested in Holly in any way, shape, or form. Uh, no. Yeah. The, the, the dad assumes that he's her beau as he says but uh, yeah we don't we don't get that vibe we do get some great holly lines here when uh, she comes uh, he comes in and startles her while weightlifting goes go release your instincts in the bathroom her bathroom like yeah don't. and then you know what my dad would do if he found out you were here he would cut off your little nuts and eat them that's what he'd do yeah that's how people talk it's yeah well there's tons of like th- that whole exchange in itself is like you got to choose between me or your best friends, yeah. or else I'm going to break up with you. That's the ultimatum I'm giving you. Like, it's like everything is, it's the Saint Seiya dialogue. Yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> she smacks um, Elliot in the stomach and goes, do you want to make me a homo? What does that mean? Was it a different time? Yeah, it was I, only 1990 or something, I, so. <laughs> I don't know. Having friends means being a virgin for life, Dan. Again, I don't, it, it's like, I'm assuming that this is... They're trying hip American teenage slang, like it's supposed to be a bros before hoes thing, or chicks before di- I I don't know, but they're like, they translated that as like, if you have friends, you're going to be a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> no, the dialogue just keeps going. She goes, you know, I don't believe in group sex. Get your friends out of here. You're going to choose between them and me. We're going off to the country. And he goes, oh, I'll be there. You will tomorrow at eight o'clock sharp. Cold cut <laughs> the next morning when Holly's crying in the car. And like the the usual, like we, we see that, you know, Elliot doesn't come along because he didn't show up to leave with them. Mm-hmm. But we don't get the requisite 90s dad scene where he's like i don't like that kid it's well, just like it's peppered throughout yeah it's just like he's a playboy or like you know but he's we a don't ruffian. it's not the usual 90s dad conflict i don't think because michael's very unconventional so yeah they're in the car and i hate to say it the mom is pulling what i believe to be a susan ryan head turned tears in eyes screaming <laughs> can't we just have a peaceful vacation <laughs> it's it's I, yeah, no, the mom creeps me out. So. <laughs> uh, and then they gotta sing public domain songs. They can't have the radio on. <laughs> Haven't seen hide nor hair of your bow, Dan. No. And then, Joshua, Joshua, sing me that song that we like. Row, row, row your boat. <laughs> and then the mom is like taking it up as a round. And I go, this is a solo, honey. You know, I, I'm not joining it in this. <sighs> Dan just getting the cold sweats during this film. What's going on? Yeah, it's, I, yeah, it's just, everyone looks unsettling, so. <laughs> Um, it turns out Elliot and his boyfriends are going to Nilbog, too, in an RV, uh, for some girls. Mm-hmm. They're showing up there for the nubile Nilbog woman, even though the population is 26. Yeah, as far as we know, because they keep doing, like, the, yeah, we're gonna meet some lady, but we don't. <laughs> There's a lot of guys being dudes, yeah. so, <laughs> I don't, we don't know. It's very low stakes that they're heading there, too, in the first place. It's yeah. Like, who put this plan together? And they also, like, park the RV, like, in the outside the town, yeah. like, on the side of the highway, so they're not, like, even if there was nightlife in Neilbog, New Jersey, <laughs> they weren't gonna find it, but 
that's neither here nor the there. The girls will come to them. Then. Yes. They're four studs. Uh, we get a flash sideways to Joshua fucking sweating in this car. Um, and the parents are in weird close-up Dutch angle shots where they're like, Oh, you ate like a pig, Joshua. Mm, he's yeah. stuffed to bursting. And then we get some very good uh, visual effects. Yeah. Like traumatic body horror with plants coming out of Joshua's limbs and such. Like uh, over the garden wall. Uh, yeah. that The tree yeah. transformation. But more blood. Yes. <laughs> and scares. Uh, uncomfortable. Um, Grandpa Seth appears. Joshua has awoken, realizing it's just a dream. But Joshua sees Grandpa Seth standing on the side of the road, holding a sign that says, turn back. And goes, I gotta puke! So naturally, the suburban family pulls over. Joshua runs out to this person. Grandpa, what do we do? You gotta convince them to leave. That's all I could do here. Grandpa's got a lot of powers that... Yeah, yeah. He, like, wargs into the body of this guy on the side of the road. Yeah. Turns out to just be a guy on the side of the road, to which I asked Dan, what was the conversation like before this happened? Like, sure, I'll be your grandpa. Like, I I don't know. But but we also got to mention the tan Ford van, Mm. which is more or less like a sixth main character, because that fucking thing survives the entire movie, so... Unscathed. You know, it, it's really a functioning member of the cast. Mm. Uh, just a vagrant. The waits see Elliot passing into town and friends broken down and just skip on by. Of course, Holly gives a middle finger, which can't be seen from such a distance. Uh, but we're country people now. That's yeah. how we live. Farmer waits, which I thought was f- the farm awaits. Oh, there's but a lot of bad yeah. reads on the lines yeah, uh, here. Vi- yeah. Couldn't afford another take. What's the... Mondegreen is the word for when yep. that happens. It's like, yeah, you, you can't tell what they're they're saying, but... Yep, but the Waits meet the Presence, their odd swap family who are covered in scabs and cloverleaf uh, kind of birthmarks and scowls, and <laughs> they just do an extremely awkward passing of the keys and baton, <sighs> and Dan's like, wait, like, do they live in their house now? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah. they exchange house keys, and they're gonna just, like... I I don't I I I don't know about that. No. So, <sighs> uh, the young pe- presence boy passes Joshua baseball labeled with "Eat before we eat you" menacingly in green slime. Yeah, and of course this family comes in. Gee, I'm starving. The mom gives some great lines such as, "Oh, I just know they prepared some food for us. It's the hospitable thing to do." Yeah. But they did. They, oh. There is a there's a smorgasbord left. There out. is a nasty green themed buffet here, and I had to ask Dan. Dan, what did you think the food was here? What were they serving up? Um, well, there was one, corn. Yeah, there like there was what looked like big English muffins, uh, the nooks and crannies type. But <laughs> they weren't it, English muffins. They were like thick. Yeah, but like because one recurring food item is just rolls with the green <laughs> icing on them, mm-hmm. and then you know uh, pitchers of creme de menthe. <laughs> And then corn on the cob with Stroll. green icing on it. Uh, and then some other kind of, like, looked like lemon cookies with, like, green icing on it. Mm-hmm. And then cheesecake? Yeah, want... It was like a cheesecake, but like a baked cheesecake. It was very weird. Or like pudding. Know. Maybe it might have been a pudding. A pudding? Yeah. <laughs> like, not, like, in the British sense. It was like a, like a... A trifle? Yeah, whatever the <laughs> a fuck. cordial? I don't know. But they're all green, either way. It's like all the, the St. Paddy's Day themed like oh damn we just dig in and be like i don't know about this icing doesn't really go on corn on the cob (laughs) my palate is uh twitching here uh but 
right before the family can dig in, Joshua receives a vision from Grandpa, <laughs> Grandpa Seth knocking yeah. out the window going, you gotta stop them. I can freeze time for 30 seconds, but that's all you're gonna get. And Josh does what any of us would do in this situation. Gets his <laughs> dick out and pisses on all the food. Yeah. And I was like, well, okay, that's one strat. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, yeah. He just pisses on all the food and we don't see it. It's but another like, hard yeah. cut to like scraping the food in the garbage. And, and the uh, dad's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, Holly goes like a big spanking for a little shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then Joshua's mom's like, don't hit him! And you're like, it's building up. Like, I'm going to teach you a lesson. You see what these signs say? That's Southern hospitality. Well, that being that the, the presence left um, handwritten signs Holly, on each door Mr. for and the, Mrs. Joshua. the yeah. people visiting. Um, yeah. You can't piss on hospitality, <laughs> Don't piss on other people's dinner tables. like. And then, like, he throws him on the bed, the dad, Michael. And he's, like, pulling out his be- belt and Dan's like, oh, where's this going to go? But we get the line, I'm tightening my belt another notch because of the hunger pains, Dan. And that's, like, legitimately, like, you would expect that in, like, an airplane-type movie. Like, that's, like, a comedy little subversion that you, like, oh, I'm tightening my belt because my pants are... Like, that's... It does not fit in the rest of this movie, but they did it. I, I don't know... I, like, I'm like, okay, in any other movie that would have been funny, I guess, but... Meanwhile, in the big gay RV, (laughs) boys are just being dudes, sleeping with their shirts off, having a good old time, watching TV, drinking some brews, no one packed. Elliot's friend Arnold explores outside the RV after chain smoking for some ladies, and naturally he falls upon a woman being chased by goblins. Yes. Just like the opening for this film. Uh, I put down very human, want to see, oh, because uh, he knocks her over. And yeah. she goes, are you human? Very human. Want to see. Yeah, and he's like, he can't run. Like, it's probably a mix of the actor yeah. and the character, and but the he smoking. smokes. Yeah. But he can't, like, run for any sustained amount of time. So, no. yeah. <laughs> uh, this lady says she's been forced to eat food by those people. And we see, like, these mock goblins come in from the intro. Same mask used multiple times throughout the feature. Well, no, they only have, like, nine goblin yeah. costumes. And they, they use them as best they can. Like, they... <laughs> You know, like when this movie was starting, mm. I w- I went in with the assumption that like his family was going to eat the food on the dinner table when they walked in and then it was going to be like a spirited away, like they would transform into goblins and he would have to change them back somehow mm-hmm. by finding a magic spell or undoing, you know, what happened to Peter, whatever. Stonehenge stone, whatever maybe. Yeah, but <laughs> instead it, it's just like, um, they're, because they only have these goblins, <laughs> There can't be any more. <laughs> That's it. Uh, but yeah, they're like Ewoks. Yeah. They they have like the fashion sense of Ewoks, but they're with bad Halloween costume Mask. uh, masks on. Mm-hmm. Um, Arnold tries to reason with the goblins who respond by stabbing him through the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> lawn sp- dart into a shoulder. <laughs> yeah. And there's an eagle screech as Arnold and this woman stumble off into this house, but it's clearly a church mm-hmm. and they walk in. To great menacing witch's cavern, uh, red bed, <laughs> like, set design. I don't know how to describe Beautifully it. appointed It's like villa. how I would live. Well, yeah. this character that we're going to meet is you. <laughs> oh, the greatest villain. Some may say Dark Wizard is the greatest villain, mm. but this is my Dark Wizard here. We meet a druid witch, Credence Lenore Gilgould. <laughs> Clearwater Revival. Yeah. yeah. And she 
is chewing the scenery and loves it. Like, this is a dream role. Well, she chews the scenery and whoever's directing lets her just feast because yeah. <laughs> her scenes go on forever. <laughs> and she's allowed to, like, do whatever the fuck she wants with that time. So, yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, she reveals almost like she's the caretaker of this town. She, her ancestors are from Stonehenge. Here, drink this boiling broth. You'll be fine. It's a very home-style remedy. And some French onion soup. <sighs> Both of these uh, children drink, and the girl starts screaming and doesn't stop screaming, waddles her way upstairs, and Arnold goes, Is she okay? Ma'am, are you okay? <laughs> and uh, Credence says, Just drink your broth. She'll be fine. But Glasses Dude is frozen in place. Yeah. Even though he's not, because he's moving his head and his legs and, you know, everything. But he's like, I can't move. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, more body horror as the girl is slowly but surely turned into green goo, which is half human, half plant. And Credence reveals herself as queen of the goblins as the goblins emerge to feast on the dead remains. On the goo, yeah. yeah. On the goo. Uh, they're eating her, and then they're gonna eat me! Oh my god! <laughs> the scene that would live throughout history. So, In infamy. Yeah. Now you know, Dan. Yeah, now I know the context. Entirety. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we flash sideways, and I hate that I always have to say that to the, um, what's the family's last name? The Waits. The Waits, Sorry. yeah. Uh, Holly's fucking dancing in the mirror just like I would do, and she's wearing an iconic Garfield Ar- Aries style uh, Garfield, nightgown. like, yak shirt. Yeah. Like, it, like, it's Garfield with, like, the bantha horns? And yeah, I don't, because I don't it's know an Aries, the, that's yeah. why. The Aries is the ram. So, oh, okay. But it's like okay. for different, Garfield as different astrological signs, so collect them all, Dan. That would, yeah, I mean, that's, it's like, you get that Neon Genesis Evangelion Garfield yeah. shirt, that's what I would wear. It like feels very like. 90s at the same time, but now it's like a rare 90s yeah. <laughs> fashion piece. <laughs> well, no, you said you looked into uh, it, and it's Apparently, like... <laughs> I'm not the only one either. A lot of podcasts that rec- uh, recant this tale have been like, I've looked for that and can't find it anywhere. Yeah, I, I, someone could reproduce that. Make an Etsy store. Jim Davis, he's no. out on the corner. He'll, you know, he'll oh, fucking he's like... He's not as bad as the Dilbert guy. <laughs> no, no, no. Have you seen no. the video where he shows you his Dilbert-style house? Yeah, yeah. Oh. No, he's not as bad as that guy. But I, I'm sure Jim Davis would, would license it out. Yeah. <sighs> um, while she's exercising, Holly is startled to find Grandpa Seth in the mirror. She screams for the parents who come in. Dad comes in. Where's that mirror? It's over there. It's just a mirror. You're all crazy. And meanwhile, Joshua is like, no, no, it's Grandpa. Yeah, see, I told you. He's trying to talk to us. Oh, and the dad's got the deep V with the pajama shirt. Yeah, yeah. ask if anyone's smoking dope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this dad character. He's like every dad we've come to know and love, but at the same time, no dad that we've known before. Yeah, he's yet the, I mean, he's a... He definitely What's does his a, story. Why is he so obsessed with farming? Well, because he's like a he, he's definitely he's like a failed dad. The '90s yuppie dad like trend where he's like, we're gonna go out and work with our hands, but nah. we get the vibe that he you know doesn't do that. No. So I don't I don't know. Um, yeah. Joshua suggests to Holly that I'll switch rooms with her, with you. Uh, would you do that for me, baby brother? Yeah, sure. Why not? And when the folks are gone, Joshua calls upon the spirit of Grandpa Seth, who just got the wrong room. Because my eldritch powers don't allow me to know the you know correct configuration of this new house. Yeah, he's got his own rules to follow, and he's he hasn't figured out the layout yet. So yeah. 
uh, and he warns Josh, you stop the meeting for now, but they're going to eat. You got to get them out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Josh goes, okay. Uh, the next morning, guys just sleeping together. This is when we're going to go to Japan. This is what's going to happen. We're going to be in a capsule motel. Our shirts are going to be off and we're going to just wake up in a guy, Guys being dudes. Yeah, but I mean, uh, it was a different time in the 90s. Everyone could be free. Is this the is this the part where they only packed beer? Yeah. yeah. And okay. it's all gone. Yes. And, and then the one sane person, the one person I love in this group is Drew. And it's like, did no one pack anything? Drew opens the fridge. There's nothing here. No eggs, no milk. Everything a guy needs. Which is recurring. If characters are going shopping, they ask for eggs, milk, and bacon. Oh, so. It's a very Jersey thing. So <laughs> Neil Bog, New Jersey, gets closer and closer to the truth every day. Um, but Drew says, I'll venture out and I'll get us some food because I'm the responsible one in this. Puts on his 90s headband, his short shorts, and yeah. goes out jogging to town. Uh, we see the weights. Joshua's dad wakes up, is fucking hungry, almost bangs his head on the low-hanging ceiling yeah. while coming down the stairs. Uh, there's no food in the house. Everyone's pissed because Joshua pissed on it last night. <laughs> Uh, the mom says, all we've got is some Neilbog milk, but look at it. And it's just chunks in the sink. Yeah, there's it's like four cartons of Neilbog branded milk that yeah. are all chunky. So. <laughs> so Josh and his dad, Michael, head into town to provide for the family because they're the men. While Holly and fucking mom just sit and stare at each other, I assume, for we four yeah, hours. We assume. Uh, Sheriff Gene Freak is driving by and sees a young nubile fresh boy in his town jogging along the side of the highway hey boy get in i'll drive you to the general store and while you're at it eat this green sloppy joe burger well it's it's just a roll again it's like a yeah it's just another (laughs) green icing so (laughs) is this a local recipe Uh, they get to talking of course drew is sweating up a storm this town seems a little off drops him off and before he goes he goes sheriff where do you find the girls in town the girls (laughs) but they do have some woman later on in this i was like is this gonna be an all-man town except for credence clearwater revival yeah, I, I don't... Uh, As the queen, right? I would assume, yeah. Right. That would have made sense, yeah. but I... Maybe you know. they just guise themselves as a female human. Yeah, I... But again, there's only nine goblin suits, yeah. so... Can't you know, yeah. we can't do all the residents. And this town's very sketchy. It's like Kenilworth abandoned at night. There's only white people here. All with varying mustaches standing yeah. outside the... the general store watching this boy go in with like, smirks and yeah. sneers on their face. Uh, but at Neobog Milk, we meet the general store manager who happened to be an actual mental patient that stumbled his way onto the set on a day trip that day. I mean, that's in, that's an interesting... Fa- I, I, yeah, it, they just cast him on the spot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, He's gone back to reflect on this and been like, I was so high, and it shows. <laughs> <laughs> he emotes the best of yeah, the, He like, emotes I, the most naturally for fitting the, you know, the theme... You know, the style of the movie. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, he he's the only one who plays a convincingly, like, yeah. I, I don't know. Deal about milk, share it with your friends. Well, okay, and also, we gotta note that on the counter uh. of this, uh, you know, because you gotta watch for Easter eggs, mm. There, there's a bowl of apples, which is the same bowl of apples that Used was on the- at the beginning and the end of the movie. Yeah, so it's the same prop bowl of apples- and also the bowl of corn on the cob, which was also in the the opening, like the beginning part. And bottles of Gatorade are also in the background because yeah. they look strange, I'm assuming. Yeah. so. To have your milk just out sitting on the shelf, that should be your first warning, right? Yes. It's obviously hot. Everyone's sweating in this town. 
<laughs> and you need dairy when that happens. Uh, so. uh, but Drew takes a sip of the milk as the men watch him stumble outside. And I'm like, uh-oh, this isn't going to be a good situation for Drew. One of the men accosts Drew and says, I got a message from your friend, Arnold. Says to meet him at that building on the outskirts that looks kind of like a church. And Drew's like sweat, sweating. What? <laughs> sure, why yeah. not? Well, he doesn't drink the milk yet. He has like a sip of it, doesn't he? In the woods. Yeah. No, I think in the store he opens in, like outside, he's like... Well, he would have gotten chunks if he... I thought it was just a little sandwich. Yeah. We'll debate this oh, another... Oh, it, it, could, it could have been the burger. Yeah. The, the sandwich. The big yeah. good. Yeah. Because cause I don't know what... Because the milk is a recurring thing, but we don't... Like, yeah. We don't know what makes that distinct. So. I, I think this would be a great film to have one of those, like, boozy, like, bake your own thing and eat while during it. It yeah. just has to be green themed and a baked good yeah. in some way. I mean, I wouldn't eat anything in this movie. It's all disgusting to me, but... Gotta get some shamrock shakes. Uh, But the shamrock shake doesn't have that green. It's like too... too... It could. If they go hard on the dye, then it (laughs) can. The dye? They're putting the food coloring? Well, whatever the fuck is in the... Yeah, on the food coloring. I'm gonna put some lion dye. I've gotten a few shamrock shakes that are that color. It's not... I'm sure you have. It's not good for the the system, (laughs) but... (laughs) You know... (laughs) Uh, these things happen. March passed, Dan. Look at the quarantine calendar. It's April. It's almost May. Oh, my. <laughs> Where have you been? Um, but uh, Arnold is hanging around in the church. He's become this horrible uh, body horror plant-human hybrid. Yes. And it reminds me of like the uh, remake of House of Wax that always made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like when things are gel into your face and you have to peel it off. Oh, you know. That and always disturbs me in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, you know, and whenever I've seen it, it's always usually been a pretty convincing effect. Yeah, like, like you, these you, effects are okay, yeah. too. Like, even here in Troll 2. Like, this is, oh, I this makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. So maybe they were doing something right here. Uh, Credence is watering Arnold, going, it's okay if you can't talk. You never had anything to say anyway. I have made a pudding, which is like this sheet slash cheesecake uh, with green icing for the new neighbors. I have this, this is ten, like a mm-hmm. tangent, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure there was an 80s or 90s horror movie mm-hmm. where some kind of plant was overtaking a town. Uh, and Little Shop of Horrors? No, 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 no. no. It, was, it, was, it was like a B movie. Oh, okay. But it was like a plant is taking over the town and the main kid is the only one who's like aware of it at first. Mm. And something tells me that this could have, like, with these effects, it could have been functional as, like, these people are turning folks into plants. Maybe that's our job to combine these two movies. Yeah, like, I I (laughs) feel like that could have been... With new scenes filmed by me as the plant. Well, because there's, like, a whole recurring thing where they're disgusted by eating meat, Mm -hmm. and then it's like... And I don't know goblin lore, but, you know, I I don't know if... But that would... It would seem like... That would be the, like a kind of like exploitation movie where it's like, mm. this is what vegetarians want. They well, want everyone to be plants. That's why and the then, movie was made. Because the director's yeah. girlfriend and friends were harping on being vegetarians. And he goes, I just want something that's anti-vegetarian. I'll make yeah. it myself. So I feel like if you just took out the goblins <laughs> you could and just made them like plant monsters, mm. that might have been cheaper. Wow. Like it might have like... You gotta but save it for our pick at the end. These that are, sounds yeah. like something the fans might, yeah. you know, want to watch instead. Yeah, yeah, I gotta look that up. a good movie. Um, so she's made a pudding sheet cake to give to the weights in order to tempt them over to the goblin side. Uh, Joshua and his dad arrive at the general store and see that it's closed for 20 minutes due to sermon. <laughs> so <laughs> a sermon is occurring somewhere in the town. 
Um, and Joshua's dad falls asleep reading a vegetable cookbook <laughs> immediately. He's passed out from the hunger pains. At this point, Joshua tries to contact Grandpa by use of a car mirror and realizes that Neil Bog is goblin spelled backwards. We need to get out of here. And Josh hops on his skateboard and poorly skateboards away. <laughs> out of frame. Uh, Drew arrives at the chapel. He stumbles through the forest. This is when he does chug the milk. Dan was right. And uh, walks up to the doors, but it's going to be a while since we see until we see Drew again. <laughs> it's just yeah. leaving you on a cliffhanger here. Uh, Josh's mom, back at home, gives a startled, ah! as Credence comes into the house and goes, Don't worry about me. I'm your new neighbor. Here, have a sheet cake. <laughs> um, uh, Holly reveals herself and says, I'm going out to find Elliot. And uh, Credence has this whole thing with like, oh, she looks appetizing, like a snack. Mm, yeah, yum. and the mom is just like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah I guess. Sure, why not? Um, Josh stumbles upon this sermon being held at like, I don't even know what, like, uh, it's like a millery or something. Yeah, it's not. got the shoot. It's not the church. It's yeah. the, it's like a, like a depot. Yeah. And this knockoff from fucking Silver Bullet comes in. <laughs> it's like, the humans, they eat their meat and it causes them to stink something fierce. Yeah, stinky yeah. bladders. Stinky bladders, hamburgers, and hot dogs on the roads. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to play a preacher, Dan. <laughs> He's the son of a preacher man. <laughs> Can't you see me, Dan? Stop the good yeah. word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh is grabbed by the face when his skateboard takes a tumble. I'm just like, this poor boy, he's getting grabbed a lot in this movie. Like, by adults. Yeah, no. It, it, it's, you know, and they're, they're, they're trying to, they make him some ice cream. Oh, some, my Some uh, Neil Bog ice cream yeah. uh, with some, I guess, pine nuts. Yeah. Or, I don't know. It's like, oh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like raisinets on top or something. <laughs> but uh, we see that Holly has found Elliot. And then she gives the immortal question of, like, choosing between your gay friends or me. Which one's it going to be? And Elliot goes, I don't understand the question. I'm sorry. Well, and again, with her, with her dialogue is like, um, you know, uh, like I'll fucking kill or yeah. like I'll kick your ass if you don't like choose me. So, yeah. <laughs> and Elliot's one friend is there, like, dude, where are you going? Like, I don't know. And then we see that Josh's dad burst into the 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 sermon, and there's a lot of like cutting between scenes in this film. So forgive yeah. me if I seem a little, but I think I took exact notes here. Josh's dad burst in and sees that this awkward situation where the townsfolk are trying to force feed his son as he's crying. Mm -hmm. Like, and just bats it off like, what strange customs they have in this town. <laughs> well, yeah, because Josh is like, they're goblins. They and then have cloverleaf like, moles. And the dad... Uh, it seemed like the dad was about to do, like, son, don't be rude, eat the ice cream, yeah. but luckily he doesn't, so... Yeah, and the foster family is there, the presents are there, too. The presents? I thought you left. We had car trouble. Mmm. <laughs> I don't buy it. Something's off. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So he pops Joshua in the car, rolls up, sees Holly, and is like, oh, she's not talking to that Elliot kid. Screw <laughs> <laughs> goes off the dirt road is about to like kick Elliot's ass yeah, it, yeah it's that playboy Cooper boy or yeah. what he says <laughs> it's the Cooperkin Elliot Cooper uh, Elliot is uh, choosing between boyfriends and his girlfriend and uh, Michael Josh's dad says like you gotta make your choice if you wanna talk to my daughter you gotta come to my house get in the car right now 
I, Very I, odd. I don't because I feel like if this if this wasn't like this was supposed to be a plot line like oh if you want to be a serious boyfriend you can't be goofing around <laughs> yeah. with like the guys all the time but they don't it doesn't convey it that way it conveys it as like you know if you have friends <laughs> you can't have a girlfriend so I don't I don't know yeah but it's like a it's a botched lesson I don't know I mean it's just there's so many layers to this film like I hope you give this a rewatch in future yeah because there's a lot to dissect here. no there is yeah and the storyline premise like how did this movie get made what's going on here what what was the original intent yeah, and it's it's something to research, I think. Mm. Like I, I I have questions. I'm left with a lot of questions, yeah. but yeah. Spooky left us with less. <laughs> yeah. Well, Spooky's resolved all of yeah. his plot threads, so <laughs> tied it up in a neat bow. Uh, uh Drew finally stumbles into the chapel and finds Arnold turning into a bloody plant as is, you know, one of my my skeeves. I don't like this. He just peels off Arnold's plant face, but it mm-hmm. reveals to be just fine. He's talking like, get me out of here. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. I'm done. Very deadpan. <laughs> and he's like, move the pot, you idiot. Yeah. So he makes the attempt to, to pull it out. But, yeah. you know. Credence appears, gives NBC slap to Drew. <laughs> <laughs> right onto her bed. And then goes, were you trying to escape my pet? Let me pull out my chainsaw. What are you going to do with that? (laughs) And Dan answered his own question. What do you think she's going to do with that? But don't worry, Dan. You won't feel any pain. Just a little tickle. (laughs) And she's telling the truth. He's like just laughing about it. So we assume he's dead. He's never seen again. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, we assume, but also by that point, he's tree, so yeah. it's like, you know, he can't feel anything. Mm. That's why I'm assuming the face thing didn't hurt. Yeah. But. And, of course, as you want to do after murdering someone, you're going to make a milkshake yes. <laughs> of them and then feed it to the one comatose friend on the bed. Yes. Uh, back at the Wait Estate, <laughs> the townsfolk have prepared a sorry party. Yeah, well, no, literally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For the family. Elliot is part of the family now. I like how Holly's like, don't worry, mom. Elliot's part of the family now. Yeah. And this mom, she's just happy to have the company. They've prepared us a feast! Uh, yeah, I, I don't... It, it's giving me group picture time in DC, and that's a deep cut for our friendship time. Oh, oh, I feel like uh, I was that mom. That was the same affectation I was putting on oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's group picture time! Sweating. <laughs> we don't know you, sir. Ooh. Oh God! Uh, I swear, I, I we were on a we were on a school trip to DC. There were two people that looked like Dan and Gren from their silhouettes from the back. I tapped them on the shoulder and go, "It's group picture time!" And they go, "Who the fuck are you?" And I'm like, "Oh, jeez." <laughs> so fo- a fox pause. <laughs> But I feel like if I was in this town start for company in class, I would welcome in this sorry party. Well, and also it should be noted that uh, despite the the feast that has been laid out with the green icing, the mom has not eaten anything yet. No one's eaten in two days. Yeah. Um, And you would think that if the, the, the goblins had this... Uh, evil scheme that she they would, would snack she yeah would we would all do it yeah yeah i'm hungry i'm gonna eat now like the grinch mom's doing the pudding tasting th- like just yeah. oh. uh, you know that's all you have to do just pretend to be an old lady and just but mm, mm. the goblins are our long-term players so. <laughs> <laughs> they've got a plan Dad. yeah it's gonna take some time and we have to comment on the bops they're playing on the piano. This country music uh, piano vocal rendition book is open, and they're singing la 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 like yeah. 
there's no words involved it's the same song on repeat they're clapping to like the one beat it's yeah i i don't this is what i imagine every pennsylvania gathering is like well yeah i I don't i don't it's again because they didn't have to pay for any royalties so not that they would anyway but you know yeah the preacher goblin is like dance my children dance and eat (laughs) and uh joshua's dad is pissed at joshua for giving him a final warning go to your room i forbid you to eat here now joshua goes up because he's a good child and the family is preparing to eat for a good 30 minutes of this film. Like, they're being served up cakes and pies and corn on the cob on plates as they sit awkwardly and just watch the people get Well, yeah, and again, they probably could have gotten the family to eat if they hadn't creeped them out. Like, if they just gave them refreshments and then went about their business, you know, yeah. success. But yeah. instead, they just stared at them and like, eat, 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 you know, so, <laughs> eh. Uh, Joshua calls upon Grandpa Seth, but we get a flash of credence as a goblin dives through the mirror in a very Nightmare on Elm Street style effect. Yeah. And starts trying to murder Josh, who's screaming upstairs, the family completely unawares downstairs. The music's too loud. Exactly. Took the words right out of my mouth, Dan. And, uh, Grandpa Seth emerges from hell or wherever he is with a fucking axe and beheads this goblin. Yeah. Because he has... (laughs) <laughs> again his power set is slowly developed but he can will himself yeah. back to, to it's <laughs> the like mortal coil it's like the dragon ball universe rules like uh. you can force it if you have to but you can't hang around too long so i don't know i don't know and as this goblin is killed credence feels the pain but she's restored by the magical stonehenge stone that's just sitting in her living room yes that she has to dip her hand through like a portal and be rebuilt with the nails and all as dan said and I would assume, and this is uh, another assumption, mm. make an ass out of you and me, yeah. assume that in some version when this story was getting cooked up, the Stonehenge thing was what brought Grandpa back. Yeah. Like, they had some kind of family tie to, like, Britain. Stonehenge. And then they, Very like, you know, they, they like, the, the stone wanted to save the world, so it summoned Grandpa's spirit forth, or it was, like, mm. using him as, like, an avatar or something. But, obviously, that's not... <laughs> shown in the final product but i'm assuming you know um and then grandpa instructs josh want to know something about a molotov cocktail i made some of these yeah that's how we're gonna get them and i said is this burl ives it's not burl ives but at times the voice sounds very similar to the great burl ives yeah he reminded me a little bit of orson welles too but (laughs) this would be another dream role for me fired shot oh my god (laughs) Uh, the priest goblin outside stumbles upon Josh and then banishes Grandpa Seth's soul back to hell. And it's like, is that where Grandpa Seth was? Even though Grandpa Seth denies, though the wind is blowing and Dan can't really hear over the effects. Yeah, I would assume the actors couldn't hear over yeah. the effects. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he goes, before I go, a friend of mine taught me this trick. And then Grandpa sets off the Molotov cocktail and burns the priest, causing well, the weights to run outside. Yeah, with lightning. Yeah. He's got the Zeus boon. He fucking just, yeah. like... I learned a little something in the after in the other world. Yeah. So, like, again, who Why the didn't fuck you use it? that in the first place? Is, did he meet the Judeo Christian God or I, did he meet the Greek? I don't think the <laughs> Judeo Christian God would allow this, Dan. Like, Maybe know. the Protestant version. Just you know. saying. How, how much can he intervene in, like, inter- yeah. intervene in, like, the mortal realm? <laughs> he's doing a lot in this movie, and he's saying, like, it'll be the last time, but he pops up a lot. Well, yeah, because the preacher manages to. Son of a preacher, man. <laughs> like, manages to do some kind of incantation to send him back. Mm-hmm. I, uh, for a little bit. <laughs> um, 
But yeah. And uh, as the family comes out, Dad holding a fire extinguisher, they extinguish the corpse to reveal a goblin corpse instead. Well, Josh had the fire extinguisher. Yeah. Because, well, no, Grandpa uh, was holding it. <laughs> and he's and gone. they were going to Molotov the, the dinner party and, and then, then put fire out the family. extinguish. <laughs> yeah. And that's, literally, no, that's literally what they were going to do. Yeah. Um, But uh, the dad fire extinguishes the preacher and he's a goblin. He's <laughs> a goblin, and then we get the most anticlimactic standoff for ten minutes, as the family gather each other and back off into the house. Yeah, Joshua. <laughs> and there was a a moment here where, like, based on them being late eighties, nineties movie parents, I thought that the family was going to come outside. The preacher is on fire. The son is standing there with a fire extinguisher. I was like, are they going to frame Josh? Yeah. For killing the preacher, and then, like... Even though a fire extinguisher would be, like, you know... Yeah, like, was this part of Josh's, like, what did you do? Like, did you light a man on... You know, but they didn't. They The, the townspeople jumped to that conclusion, but... Uh, surprisingly, the dad doesn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That was good. Uh, Credence is still recovering from her ales, even though she was fine the last scene. Now her mouth is kind of doing a tizzy. She just needs a little lip balm. And she transforms herself into a beautiful woman to go after the last nubile man in the RV outside of town. Yeah. Uh, the goblins, and these stories happen simultaneously. So she turns into a beautiful actress who's herself. And I went, this is my dream role right yes. here. Like old age makeup to young nubile Jonathan <laughs> prancing through the woods. Uh, the goblins are at a standoff with the weights and they offer sandwiches instead of a violent death. There's some sandwiches in this bag. You better eat it, Dan. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to get your comeuppance. But chemically, they don't like that because yeah. if they give Taints them... the meat. Yeah, they'd have to soak them in vinegar to get the meat out of and i don't know i don't know how cooking works but i, yeah, I would assume that uh, i don't know what that dan if you do. soak vinegar and meat i'll give you this it doesn't get rid of the meat uh, yeah i i don't <laughs> i i don't know but d yeah they don't want they do not like meat so they don't want meat particles in the humans yeah. <laughs> then we get this whole credence seduction scene and dan you've got to take us through it what do you remember? I need a virgin's aspect um, on this. So, uh, dude in tr an RV. I don't remember his name. Brent. Brent is in the is in the RV. He's watching some kind of eighties hair metal Which is, dance. It's referenced earlier too. We had like that King Kong knockoff rocketing into the air. Yeah. So it's like the same movie. They probably only had the one tape. Yeah. So they put it on the TV. Uh, he's watching, but the TV goes fuzzy. Uh, then it changes to a picture of Credence, or an image of video of Credence. <laughs> Just bam, bam, bam. Walking through the woods holding corn. Corn on the cob. And she assures Brent that she is not an illusion. Uh, she is really outside. Unreal. And Brent, not suspicious, goes outside. Uh, you know, she starts seducing him. They they head back into the, the trailer as this, um, or into the RV as this, like... Like eighties porno music. Well, it's meh, it's 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 that mixed with like triumphant workout music. Yeah. Like it's not. It's a. It's like an up tempo, like <laughs> like Yankee Doodle Dandy type mm. song. And then sure. they go into the RV, and uh, you know they're fooling around. She takes out the corn cob after doing a Miss Robinson knockoff leg yeah. pose. Yeah, um, and then pulls out the corn. She tucks in her belts. Yeah, previously. him and goes, what, don't you like it? Yeah, and he's like, I, I do like popcorn. Well, all we have to do is heat it up. And then popcorn is thrown on the two. Well, as they make out with the <laughs> corn cob in both of their mouths. Yeah. 
which is not. But then the popcorn's thrown it, from it, off camera. Well, yes. <laughs> well, obviously, but yeah, I don't know. And we assume that Drew dies by popcorn. That's true. We don't know. We don't he, see. He him. has a moment later, but he's just buried by popcorn. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. He's death by popcorn. Then. Oh God! Bet she didn't think that was going to come. I didn't. This movie. I didn't. Couldn't predict that. <sighs> Uh, the waits are holding a seance with Elliot and told to summon the spirit of Grandpa Seth in order yes. to save them from their endeavors. Um, Josh, I put down, is truly the glue holding this family together. Like, yes. don't be distracted by their goblin tactics. Well, the goblin tactics are firing a shotgun into the air. Which they could have used to murder the family. <laughs> right? They're biding their time. Uh, Grandpa Seth returns and you know the reactions between the Waite family with like the mom open jawed <gasps> oh <Dad>! my god <laughs> um, and Grandpa Seth returns but only for 10 minutes till I disappear forever for good well and he, he teleports Josh uh, to the church building, yeah. but in his place, I guess, because through equivalent exchange, yeah, he has to, to switch a goblin. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's bad. See, this is the exact thought I had. I was like, equivalent exchange is right in my notes. I'm like, if anyone's gonna watch this with me, Dan's gonna find a reason to. There are limits to yeah. what he can do. So, I mean, right? And uh, Joshua's at Creedence's lair. He's being strangled by a goblin. Grandpa Seth arrives and gives him a bag with a secret weapon, only to be revealed a secret mouska tool that yeah. can only be revealed when things or it's most dire. And I'm not positive. I'm not going to go back and check, mm -hmm. but I think it's the same backpack that uh, Jogger dude had, because they only had, had the one. one. Backpack, <laughs> so, yeah. That makes sense, yeah. Dan. Um, Credence calls upon her goblins who are about to murder the Waite family. As they're going through hallways, like, and the goblins jump from off camera in the same hallway. Okay, well, since we're getting into the climax now, yeah. we gotta talk about the, the goblins a little bit. Yeah. Um... They're very easily disposed of. Yeah, you can like just punch them and push them downstairs. But you know, Bobby Hill style, most of them, and I and I was looking, I was paying attention. Most of them seem to be taken out by getting hit in the nuts. Yeah, like someone kicks or punches them in the nuts, and then that's how they're defeated usually. So like Holly was trying to tell us something in the opening of this yeah, film. So they're not they're not that huge of a threat. <laughs> But you their know, weakness is physical violence. <laughs> yeah, you can throw them downstairs. You can do whatever. Yeah, it's it's not. But yeah, they're not they're not very formidable, but they got strength in numbers, I guess. Yeah. As uh Josh is saved by Grandpa Seth one last time, the two try to place their hands on the Stonehenge stone and close the gate to wherever this may be. I put down this is very a uh, picnic at Hanging Rock, which is a uh, superior film. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's on the Criterion collection. Maybe watch that based on a true event where some girls went uh, dis were disappeared in the uh I want to say Australia somewhere based on that. Oh, okay. it, it's a weird eldritch novel thing mm -hmm. i don't know um but it just reminds me of that set design so through the power of goodness grandpa unfortunately runs out of time and disappears and like yes. grandpa no and then josh is being attacked once more by goblins when credence shows up yeah and tries to murder him once more um, well, because Credence had started to rapidly age again because yeah. they were fiddling with the stone, I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah. Uh, but Josh, just as he's going to be torn apart by these goblins, well, they kind of put him down and let him get it out of the bag, reveals that the secret weapon bestowed upon him by Grandpa is... A double-decker bologna sandwich. And this bologna looks toxic, Dan. It's very red. I've never seen red bologna before in my mm. life. Uh, it's a huge sandwich with at least ten slices of bologna stacked on. Uh, Credence goes, 
think of the calories and the fat. Don't do it. Yeah, and it's enough to freak them. Like, they're scared of the, the meat sandwich, yeah. which I think could have been... Josh could have used that to his advantage a little bit better. But. What Dan isn't letting on is I looked at him during this movie and his eyes did the mightiest roll in the history of eye rolls. Well, yeah. It's like your well, spirit left your body. To Dan. be fair, like, oh. to be fair, the way you hyped the backpack up, I thought it was going to be a gun. Oh, can you imagine? Based on our movie canon, I thought that just he, a gun. he was just going to pull out like a revolver from and the then... backpack. And that was what, you know, it was, it it was a been sandwich. would have been a better movie. So. Yeah. Yeah. Proving that carnivorous eating is the way to save the day. Yeah, they zagged, so. Well, I thought you would have known by the codename Double Decker Bologna Sandwich. Well, yeah, yeah. It hadn't <laughs> appeared yet. <laughs> um, but the waits arrive, just stumble in. Your grandpa led us here. Um, and while the goblins are distracted, the Waits family and Elliot manage to close this portal to hell, the Stonehenge Stone. Yeah. And destroy the goblins and Credence. Yes. Murdering them. And we don't get any time to celebrate. It's immediate cut to the family driving back home at their suburban house. Yes. Uh, where Joshua's mother uh, and Joshua stay behind. The dad's got to check in and work. Elliot and Holly go off to probably next somewhere because mm-hmm. it's that kind of movie. Uh, Joshua's mother's like, aren't you hungry, Joshua? She takes a bowl of apples out of the fridge, mm-hmm. starts munching on them and goes, I'm going to take a shower first. Um, uh, Joshua says, I'm not going to eat for another 20 years. I don't know if that's how it's going to work out for you, but sure. Yeah. Um, and Josh, as he's napping, hears a strange voice and he stumbles downstairs calling mommy, mommy, goes into the bathroom, sees that the shower is covered in green slime. So these goblins got to work real quick, Dan. Someone snagged in the shower. They were able to do a lot in this five minute time period. And silently too, Josh didn't hear any of this going on. Uh, he comes downstairs and mommy's corpse is being eaten by goblins yes. on the kitchen table. The same goblins who had died. But yeah. yeah. We, we assume, as I have down in my notes, according to the wiki, that this is the present family that managed to escape the town in the first place. Oh, okay. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. That would make sense. And have just hidden themselves and poisoned the food for them. Yeah. I guess. That would make sense. I mean, it's the same costumes, but it would make sense if that's the Pleasances. Yeah. Yeah. And as Josh screams, we get the last line, Want a taste, Joshua? And the movie <laughs> just ends. Yeah. Much like Spookies. Yeah. <laughs> Anticlimactic yeah. end. Well, it wouldn't be late 80s, 90s if it didn't just hard end. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. But we made it through Troll 2. Huh. Any final thoughts in our new recommendations section? Um, Do you have a name? Oh, it was that, the film I was thinking of was The Crawlers, but I don't think it's actually critically acclaimed. I just, it's a movie that I, it's also known as Contamination Point Seven, but I know that it was, uh, yeah, it's, they're attacked by evil radioactive tree roots. It has a 2.8 out of 10 rating on uh, IMDb, Mm. so it was not a masterpiece, but if you want plants attacking people in a similar setup, then The Crawlers is yeah. that movie. So. And I would say the same. Well, check out the original uh, Little Shop of Horrors, black and white, or check out the musical version, right? If you want plants attacking people with some great uh, Frank Oz-based um, puppetry well, yeah. in the musical. And also, like, literally the the gamut of, of like, 80s critter, fl- like, the Critters movies, mm. the Gremlins movie, like, those are, I mean, th- we don't need to yeah. steer people to though, up. but... There was there was a whole dirge of of like small puppet monster movies in that time to cash in on Gremlins, and I'm assuming I'm going to assume that 
the original troll was was part of that lineup mm. but i don't i'm not positive mm. yeah well any final thoughts what have you learned about yourself well <laughs> what have you discovered i thought this was pretty funny like yeah. this was this was a good entertaining sinister six pick mm. so thank god i'm pleased yeah i'm thankful that dan picked this one because the other two would have murdered him <laughs> But that's a story for a different day. Like yes. I said, I enjoy this film. As Dan has pointed out, this is a film to watch with other people who haven't seen it before. Just to get, you know, your shigs off. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. It's a fun time. It's a camp time. There's overacting. There's underacting. There's iconic roles such as Credence. Yeah. And then other roles that shouldn't be in this movie at all. And unlike a lot of, like, you know, like, unlike some of, like, the worst movies from this stretch, it's coherent. You know what's going on. Like, it's stupid, but they explain what's happening. Yeah. So it's not like, you know. You're lost uh, in the sauce. Yeah, it's not, it's not an abstract art piece you can figure out, mm. you know. So, yeah, that puts it above, I think, a lot of 80s nonsense. But, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well. Another Sinister Six in the bag. Mm-hmm. And I wait for next week. But before we go, where can our audience find us on social media? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at King underscore Danis, as well as our adjacent Anime Was Not a Mistake podcast account on Ooh. Instagram. You can find me hosting the latest Sorry Party for Dan Ryan. <laughs> it's my main goal. Or, you know, check out me on Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, Drink and Read JK on Twitter, or my other film slash movie podcast, Nightcaps at the Theater, where we uh, take a look at movies similar to this most of the time, mm-hmm. if this is your cup of tea. Or you could check out me reading Leo Tolstoy's War and Peace for a little class in oh my gosh drink and read the podcast mm-hmm. i almost forgot my podcast name but all thematically similar to yeah it's called branding dear yeah oh <laughs> would you look at that world literature day <laughs> we just we'll put that there uh but dan what are we doing next week we've got a few films on the docket coming we've got some trashy then some classy. yeah yeah uh, probably very trashy then we're gonna segue into very classy oh, yes. um i mean i'm going to do my best to for my <laughs> sinister six picks mm. uh do the same starter trio i you know because mm-hmm. last time i had sci-fi horror and adventure in the bag and we chose the horror we chose the horror so this time it might be sci-fi action and adventure okay um in the loosest terms possible mm. but you'll just have to wait and find out mm. well dad or i've got this. waits and find out <laughs> well Damn i was gonna it. say i have this corn on the cob dad <laughs> <laughs> i know you only like popcorn but all we gotta do is heat it up uh, i'll be there in a jiffy What? You survived anime was not a mistake spin-off series? The Sinister Six? Well, there's always next time. <laughs> As you wait with bated breath, remember to rate, review, subscribe, where most podcasts are easily found, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and more. Remember boils and goos if you enjoyed the hosting by me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, stand-in Cryptkeeper, and the Igor of my eye, Daniel Ryan. Support us on social media. 
And last, but certainly not least, remember to reach out to us on Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod on Instagram, or follow Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast on Facebook. This way, we can continue to make our anime-based dreams come true, and your nightmares a reality. Until we meet again, remember to constantly ask yourself, is anime a mistake? We know for certain that any film with the Sinister Six misnomer is destined for depravity.